good. Love that. Thank you, worship team. The presence of God is so thick. Man. Oh. Like he's preparing us uh, to lead deliverance worship times where uh, the worship just goes and we don't lay hands on people and they're healed and we don't specifically pray for marriages and they're mended and fixed and made better than before. Like just in his presence, things are like, I sense they already are happening. Um, but I just want to say, if you can come to church, there, there, this is the benefit of being in the room together. I know it's a weird time. I'm going to say it again, unprecedented times. We've heard it. Um, but there, there's nothing like being in a room full of people going after Jesus. Whether it's 40 people or 4,000 people, there is this synergy that happens in the room. And so if you are able to be here, you should be here every week. And I just say that because God is about to... So Shagun went into that about joy. And years ago, I, I heard uh, Bill Johnson uh, preaching, and he said, tears are to repentance what laughter is to the kingdom. And I just want to, I, I feel like I want to make a prophetic declaration over fire life. So I want you just to open your heart right now and just come into agreement with this if you're in agreement with it. If not, pray through until you are, because like our identity as a church is unfolding in front of us right now. Our 50 plus year purpose for being a church has brought us to this time in history where we're going to step into and become everything that this church is supposed to be in the city of Irving and Las Colinas and wherever you live. We are at that threshold and we're not gonna tiptoe in, we're just gonna kick the door down. I was talking with Mandy's brother, my brother-in-law, and um, he gave me this great quote, and I want to read it to you, and this is kind of the declaration I'm going to make. All courses of action are risky, so prudence is not in avoiding danger. That's impossible. But calculating risk and acting wisely, that's what we should do, right? It says, make mistakes of ambition, not mistakes of sloth. And then this is the part I declare over fire life. Develop the strength to do bold things. Develop the strength to do bold things, not the strength to suffer. And that's by a guy named Nicola Machiavelli. This is what I declare over fire life. Our season of developing perseverance for suffering is over. It doesn't mean we won't suffer. Jesus suffered, we will suffer. And, and we will say, thank you, Jesus, for letting us suffer in your name. We will be disciples like they were. But what I mean is this long-term suffering where we've developed a perseverance, an iron in our souls to suffer. That day is over. It's time for us to develop a perseverance and a strength to do bold things, to take risk and to go for it. And I'm talking spiritually. I'm talking about signs and wonders and miracles. I'm talking about seeing his kingdom come and his will be done. I want to see... All the stuff that's in the Bible that the, the apostles saw in the book of Acts, I want that to become our everyday experience. Amen. And if you're like, I don't know how to cultivate that. I don't know how to develop that kind of a lifestyle. I pray that, that Fire Life Church creates a momentum like it's talked about in Isaiah. It says that there will be a highway of holiness. And it says this highway, 
it's going to be basic. This is my version of it. Basically, this highway is going to create such a momentum. Even fools will stumble onto it and go to the highway of holiness. Even fools will fall into the river and end up where they're supposed to be. And I, I declare that, that we would be, create such a momentum in the heavens, such a momentum in our families, such a momentum and boldness and authority that when we speak, it creates a highway of holiness, it creates a river that all we have to say is, look, you don't know how to do this, just jump in the river and you'll figure it out as you go. That's what I'm praying for. So Father, I declare that over Fire Life. I've been praying this in my spirit for weeks and months. This is our time. This is our season to step into a new reality. The season of, of developing perseverance only to suffer is over. It's time for us to develop the perseverance to do bold things. And I declare that the Holy Spirit will baptize every one of us again. Because when you baptize us in your Holy Spirit, we are filled with boldness. It is the one thing. Yeah, we speak in tongues. Yeah, we do uh, miracles and signs and wonders and prophesy. We do all that. But the one thing to me that is the sign that we are filled with the Holy Spirit is we are filled with boldness. And I declare that we will be filled with boldness and filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to share real quick the rest of this. Thank you so much for being here. It's great to see all of you. Wonderful to be in the room with you and to worship the Lord. I hope that God does something special for you. Those that watch on Facebook Live, thank you for watching every week. We really mean, I know I'm really far away from you, but I'm trying to make eye contact. We love you and we appreciate you. And the message you send are very encouraging. We hope that you feel the presence of God in your homes and that you have breakthrough as well. This is for you too. This is not just for the people in the room. And so I want to talk about developing a multidimensional walk with God. And this is kind of different for me. And here's what I mean by that. Multidimensional walk with God. This is what I mean. He was with me in the past. He is with me now. He will be with me in the future. Would you say that with me? God is with me in my past. He's with me now in my present. He will be with me in the future. Isaiah 7, 14 says that the Lord himself will give you a son and a virgin shall be with child and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. In Matthew 1, when this happened, when this prophecy was fulfilled, it says you shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. It's saying this is the fulfillment of that prophecy. God is not some distant, far away person and we do not have a single dimensional relationship with him. He's in my past. If you're carrying wounds from your past, God is in that moment with you now. He's in your past. He was with you then. He is with you right now. He will never leave you nor forsake you. There is not one moment you walk alone. And then he will be with you forever into the future. He says, and lo, I am with you always. Say he's with me always. Even to the end of the age. <laughs> This is a multi-dimensional relationship with God. And this is what I mean by that. 
A lot of us are in a moment and we're facing situations or fears or consequences of decisions, good and bad. We're in a, we're in a live moment. We're live right now. And now that moment is gone. And we're live now in that moment. And we're live now. And God, and we're so focused on what's happening right this moment that sometimes we leave God out of the multi-dimensions of our life. And I'm living right now, but my heart hurts from the past. I'm talking to someone very specific. Daddy wounds, mommy wounds, brother wounds, sister wounds, church wounds, husband, wife wounds. I'm live now. God is with me. I know he's with me, but man, I'm carrying around this ache in my heart that is an ancient ache. And God wants you to be healed from that right now. He wants to go back into that moment in time. He is not bound by time. Jesus Christ, the same, yesterday, today, forever. If I'm wounded right now, and I believe he can touch me and heal me right now, then he can go back into my childhood, back into my, early on in my marriage, back into my business failure, and he can heal that in me as well. And he wants to. It's absolutely his greatest desire to, to prove his love and his faithfulness to us. So sometimes we live this single dimensional relationship with God and it's all about right near, right here and right now, excuse me. It's this moment and that's all I can think about. And we, we carry around the wounds from the past, but then we also stop looking into our future. Some of us stop dreaming altogether. We're like, how can I dream about a better future? Right now it's terrible. Right now it's not fun. How many are over it? <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> COVID-19. No, I'm just like, <laughs> uh, I'm over, I'm over it because it's, it's what it's done. It has collectively stopped people from planning and dreaming for the future. You know, I wrote this to, to the leaders this week and I said, living in a cave for the last six months or living in a cave temporarily is, it's a good shelter for temporary shelter, but it is not a place to live. Because when I live in the cave, I'm only trying to survive. I'm only, I, I got to get enough firewood to stay warm. I got to get enough food to just eat for today. I can't even think about years down the road. And what we've done is we've trapped God in our own, only right here and right now. And we've not given him our past and we're not allowing him into our future. And so we're fearful to dream. And then there are those of us that we, we dream about our future without him there. Yeah, come on. And we try to plan our future and he's not there because we're not inviting him into it. We're figuring everything out for ourselves and we're creating plans and hustling and, and thinking of all the scenarios and the possibilities that could go wrong. We got our big chalkboard and we're doing our mathematical equations of everything that could happen in the future and nowhere in that is an integer for God. Yeah. And he's telling you, I want to be a multi-dimensional God for you. I want to have a multi-dimensional relationship, yes. past, present, future. Come on. It's the only way to live. Yes. We cannot live only for the moment. We cannot live only in the past. We have to have all three of those things functioning. And here's what will happen to us. When we begin to live multidimensionally, we will then have a multi-generational legacy. This is what I've discovered and I've been asking God for a long time. God, how do I pass this baton that's been handed to me? How do I take the six generations, six generations before me that have been in ministry, consecutive generations, how do I not drop the ball? 
And he told me, if you will have a multi-dimensional relationship with me, where I can move in your past, your present, and in your future, then I will have a multi-generational relationship with you. And I will be the same for you and for your children and for your children's children. I will be the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Like, well, I want my kids to know and serve the Lord. Then give him access to your past, your present, and your future. And your kids will see you walk on three planes with God. And it will develop something inside of them that will sustain them. And it will strengthen them for the days that they face ahead. If they see mom and dad allowing God to heal past wounds and allowing him to affect their moment right now and allowing him to plan and dream and step their steps ahead, then they will want the same God. Amos 3 says, God says, he's like, if this thing happens on the earth, do I not know about it? If this thing's happened, was, was it not because I allowed it? If, this, if a lion roars, is it because there's, there's prey? He's like, I'm the lion and I'm roaring and there's a reason for it. And then he says this crazy statement. It's Amos chapter 3. Verse 7 and 8. He, sh- he says, surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals it to his friends or his servants, the prophets. Hmm. He wants to reveal himself to us in every way, past, present, future. I want to close it out with just kind of what the Lord's done for me. And I, I like to talk about these things like this because I want to give like practical examples of how God speaks and how he's doing things. And I've mentioned many times that when I look at a clock and I like when the Lord's telling me it's a new season or something's about to shift, I'll look at the clock and the number will change. That sounds stupid. That probably happens to everybody, right? It happens. You look at a clock. Sometimes I look at a clock and I feel like the second hand stops. And I'm like, Ooh, I stopped time. <laughs> Anyone ever done that? Yeah. I love New York. You remember heroes? Was that hero that could stop? He could, he could stop. I feel like I look at it and then sometimes it changes and the Lord's telling me, he's speaking to me through those little weird things that happen. You're like, well, that's nothing. But when it happens over and over again, he's allowed me, he's told me, hey, I'm talking to you. And I noticed something recently that I don't remember happening. I didn't make the connection before. Months ago, the Lord told me to begin to studying a specific thing, and I began to study it, not just study it, read it, devour it, read its historical t- context over and over and over again. And you remember a few weeks back, we talked about having an assignment. God's given us an assignment. What's your assignment? And I was up here, and I heard the Lord say, Nehemiah to me. I was like, okay, well, that, that's great, because we've been studying. He's like, that's what I want. And so we're going through the Nehemiah thing, and I'm studying, I'm into it. And all through this thing, very specific details that happened in that story have happened in my life. And so God prepared me before I ever stepped into the moment. What's the point? I'm not going to go into details on all of that. The point is, I don't like to be caught off guard or by surprise. Am I the, I'm the only one? Like, I, I want to know kind of a little bit. I want to be prepared because I like to think before I speak. Like, I don't, I don't typically give a great response in the moment. <laughs> like typically my, my default is either I, I shut up and shut down or I, I fight like it's fight or flight. It's one or the other. And that's not, so I, I've learned, I want to be quiet. I want to wait. I want to be patient. I want to think. And so what the Lord did is he prepared my heart. He conditioned my heart ahead of time for things I'm facing right now. 
Very specific things, detailed things that only God could be in. Very detailed things. And the whole point of this is God was trying to tell me, I'm in your past, I'm in your present, and I'm preparing you for your future. And I wanted to give you that because I want you to know God wants to dream with you. He wants to sit down and he wants to have full access to your life. And he wants to plot out your future for you. Philippians says it like this. He who began a good work in me is faithful to complete it. Let me ask this question. Has he begun a good work in you? Raise your hand. When was that good work begun? In the past, right? Is he doing a good work in you right now? Raise your hand. All right. So if he did it then, he started it then, and he's doing it now, what's my future look like? It's going to be a good work. I, those song, that song gets in my heart, the Father's house. If the, story isn't o- if the story isn't over, if the story isn't good, it's just the way it is. All things work together for the good of them that love him and are called according to his purposes. What that means is I am stepping on the path he's laid for me. I'm called to his purpose. I'm not going to the right. I'm not going to the left. I'm walking after him. And I want you to know God is giving you an invitation right now to astound you with your past, present, future. Then the result of that will be that your children and your children's children and as many in your family as you declare will serve the Lord. In Acts, they said, hey, what do we have to do to be saved? And they said, just confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and you will be saved. And then they added this amazing promise to it. He will save you and your household. Whoa. You You mean I can, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I can declare that now and it's still relevant. He gave us permission and he said, that's exactly how it works in the book of Acts. When the Holy Spirit was poured out, what do we need to do to be, what do we need to do to be saved? Call on the name of the Lord. Believe he's the son of God and he will save you and your household. And so years ago, this was given to us at the bridge and I begin to picture it this way. I get to declare what my household is. The Bible says he gives us his spirit without measure, right? Which means I hand him a cup and he fills it. I love, Shagun says, God fills space. And whatever space we create for him, he'll fill it. So if I'd say that my household is only my five, he'll fill that five and overflowing. But if I say my household is not only my five, but my brother's four, five, ten, my sisters, if I start declaring that, the, and I move the, the post of my territory and claim my household, then he will save me and my entire household. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hmm. So I invite you into a multi-dimensional walk with God so that he can create a multi-generational move of God. That's what I want. It's what I want more. It's what we were born for. How many want the same thing? Would you just stand? We're going to pray into that. We're going to close things out. We're going we're gonna to pray into this. We'll do offering and announcements at the very end. Last thing we'll do. But I just want you to call on the Lord. This is a time for making an altar and putting a sacrifice on that altar. Come on.
All right, church, part of our future is we got to be a house of prayer. So right now is the time. Let's go. Let's pray. Let's invite him into our past, present, future. If you're carrying around a wound, maybe it's dulled, it's, it's pain, but it's there. Come on, give it to him. Why would we carry anything that he didn't put on us? His yoke is easy, his burden is light. Father, we give you our past. Our failures, our wounds, pain we've inflicted and pain that's been inflicted upon us, we give it all to you right now and we ask for you to heal it. Heal our past. Once and for all. Come on. Over. We give you our moment right now, our present. You are a personally present God. You're not a piece of chiseled stone. You are a personally present God. And the restrictions that comes from being a chiseled stone are gone and you've torn them down and you've called us sons and daughters and you've invited us into this place. Father, I ask that you would impact our right now moments. I ask that we would see the demonstrations of your power and your authority in our daily lives. That we would see your handiwork, the Bible says, your handiwork in every area of our lives. That we would be, that we would be touched by you, that our sons and daughters would be touched by you, that our families would be touched. That no one would be able to deny that you are present in our moment. Hmm. And God, we give you our future. Whether we're on the side that's been very fearful and imagined all the outcomes of our future without you, or we're on the side that says, hey, right now it's too scary to even think about the future. Whichever one we are, we've stopped dreaming and we've stopped living. God, I ask that you give us a vision again. You said where there is no vision, people perish. They cast off restraints. They cast off vision and hope and all the things that you, you sustain us with. And God, I ask that you restore dreams and visions in this house. Dreams and visions. Come on. Future things. Big things that are scary. Come on. Come on. <sighs> things that if we dream that <laughs> if God isn't there with us, then we're going to struggle. <laughs> Big dreams, God. And God, because we're giving you access to all areas of our life, past, present, future, we give you our sons and daughters and, and grandchildren and our generations ahead of us. That they will know you and love you all the days of their life. That they will walk with you. That your spirit will dwell inside of them and they will know your voice. That they will prophesy. Come on. Once you declare over your family, my sons and daughters will prophesy. Josiah, Matthias, and Levi will prophesy right now. Not later, now. Whew. <laughs> Come on. My grandchildren will prophesy. My great grandchildren, my great great grandchildren, and however many, all in the future, they will know you and love you and will prophesy. They will carry the mantle of the kingdom in their hearts. They will finish the race that we're running now. Ooh. Fathers in the room, I want you just to take authority of your family and just pray a prayer over your family. If you're a single mom, you're so awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Lead your family. You're doing a great job. You're not insufficient. 
God is with you. So declare, if you're a single mom, declare over your family. If you're, oh man, they belong to you. Cover them with the blood of Jesus. Yep. Yeah, my family is yours. My sons are yours. They're not mine. We've dedicated them to you and we trust you with them. Equip them with the fire of God. Oh. The promise is for you and your children. Would you say that? The promise is for me and my children. And for whoever God calls. That's the word. It's Joel 2. It's Acts 2. The promise is for you and your children and for who all the Lord calls. It's the truth. And this is the covenant. This is the covenant we have with God. And every tongue that rises against his name, we will condemn. For this is the heritage of the sons and daughters of God. Would you pray this prayer with me? Father God, I give you full access to my past, my present, my future. Be Emmanuel to me. And I will walk with you all the days of my life. I will obey you. I will surrender and I'll go on this adventure with you. Put your words in my mouth that I may prophesy and do the same for my sons and daughters and everyone in my family line. They're yours in Jesus' name. You know, of all the gifts, Paul says, earnestly desire, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. But he says, especially to prophesy. Because when you prophesy, you're explaining and you're declaring the mysteries of God. And it opens people's hearts. So I want you to begin to prophesy. Take it to the streets. Prophesy in your homes. Hello? How many will do that? Just open your mouth and begin to prophesy. You don't know what to say? Find a great scripture verse and just declare it over someone. Prophesy. Practice prophesying. We need the word of the Lord spoken. The Bible says in the Old Testament that he sent his word and healed our diseases. You know what might be the solution right now to all the stuff going on in our world? The word of the Lord. A declaring of the word of the Lord. That it would heal coronavirus. That it would heal racial tensions that are being stirred up. Come on. We declare the word of the Lord. We will not be divided I declare over our country and over our world, we will not be divided by race. We will not take the bait and be divided by race. We will not pick up the offense of another person. Mm. We declare the word of the Lord over our land. Heal us of all diseases, of all viruses. Last thing I want to pray. God, I ask that you would develop inside of us a tenacity to do bold things. 
a boldness to do bold things and not a faithfulness to just suffer. We have some announcements I want to make. Just, we want to pray for you, but I just want to do this real quick. Next Sunday, we'll have a very important business meeting. We need everyone that can to be here. It's very important. Lots of information. What we're going to do is we're going to have worship. We're going to worship from 1030 till we're done praising the Lord. And then we're going to declare the word of the Lord and have a business meeting at the same time. And so we just ask you to be in prayer. Ask God to talk to your heart, prepare your heart. You know, my attitude about all of this is I want to be the wisest and do things the best for, for the church and for the future. But if God doesn't say to do it, I don't want to do it. And if he says to do it, I don't care how foolish it is, I will do it. Like that, I'm, I just want to do whatever God wants. So you can just begin to pray that over the next few weeks. And um, just if you're in contact with people, I'm trying to send texts and try to take, hey, come to service next week. It's really important. You do the same. Um, it's about the future of this house. It's a, it's a, a potential project that, that it's in the Lord's hand. It's in the Lord's hand. So... Um, yeah. If you brought your ties physically in person, um, Rodney's got the buckets. If you want to drop them in, Rodney Shagoon will, will take care of that. I want to thank you for being faithful. There are, you know, a lot of people give online. So thank you for doing that. We bless you. I want to say, if you want prayer, um, we want to pray for you at the end. And I do want to do this. Mandy, come here. Come on. She's like, no, you cannot make me. Me or her? <laughs> Hi, baby. Come on. I just want to bless Mandy. Uh, this is her birthday week. Her birthday is the 26th. Happy birthday. And just want you to pray for her. Just stretch your hand forward toward her. And uh, we just want to bless her. Only, she said only good prayers. Whatever the Lord tells you to pray, pray it. <laughs> Be nicer to Jared. That's a good prayer. You can not play. All right. Lord, we love you, and I thank you for my wife. I thank you for who she is. You pray too. Don't listen to me. You pray. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for her faithfulness to you. We thank you for what she represents, the purity that she represents, the, the, the black and white period. There's no in-between with Mandy, and it's beautiful. God, she calls us all up. She exhorts us. She has the gift of exhortation, and we bless that in her, and she's such a faithful friend. She really loves deeply God. Hmm. she wants the best for everyone she plays no favorites I've never once seen her play favorites with anyone in life ever she's an includer she pulls the lonely into a group like that's who she is and God we just bless her right now I pray that all of her dreams would come true thank you for giving her uh, the things you've done at this point thank you for the blessings you poured on her life but God we ask for more we ask that you would astound her with wonder upon wonder for favor and blessing. Hmm. Dreams and visions, God. I know she wants more. She's a dreamer, God. Give her more dreams and more visions, more prophetic declarations. May she heal the sick. May she cleanse lepers and cast out demons. <laughs> May she be a revivalist. That's her deepest heart desires to be a revivalist. In always healthy, God, come on. We declare that in Jesus' name over her.
Fire in her hands. Fire in her hands. Amen. I love you. I love you too, babe. Thank you. Amen. Happy birthday. <laughs> you can go help mama? Yes, we love you. All right. Well, we want to pray for you if you want prayer. Thank you so much for being here. Again, if you have offering, Rodney and Shagun will take care of that. Um, those of you at home that joined us, thank you so much for fighting through um, our live stream. It is what it is, but the presence of God is with you. We love you. We bless you. And um, yeah, be blessed.